everyone, and welcome to another episode of Officers React. It is February 10, 2021, episode 55. I am Sarah, and I am here with Tyler. How are you? Pretty good, thank you. What's been going on this week? Uh, this week, let's see. Uh, was it last... Yeah, no, last week, it was in, I already talked about the new season of mm-hmm. Apex starting, because it started last Tuesday, right? So it's been out for a week now. Fuse is still OP. End of story. Uh... Yeah, he's a cool, he's a cool <laughs> character. Um, no, I'm really enjoying the new season. Uh, I think I got up to ten. So, so I'm up, up to my tenth win last week, or jeez, mm. last night I got up to my tenth win of the season. So ten wins in a week is pretty good because I think I only had like thirty-two wins all of last season. I'm pretty sure last season you started off hot though too, and then you kind of true. Out. That is true. Yeah, so I don't know if I'm just being having a run of good luck right now, uh, but I'll take it. <laughs> but you found some good randos to play with too, so you've been. Well, because I'm good. playing a lot of ranked, and ranked people mm-hmm. tend to communicate a lot more good. than in regular matches, so it's been good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I haven't been playing it will be the show twenty as much. I'm um, still checking in every every like I probably try and play a little bit every night before I go to bed, but there's really not much to work towards right now, right. goal wise. Just kind of having fun with the cards you've spent all year accumulating. <laughs> but I'm excited that today, and thank you to you for forwarding me the link. I mean, I would have found out about it later on tonight on Reddit and stuff, but you've sent it to me this morning. Um, that they're letting people sign up now for a, a what they call a technical test, which in other words, basically is a beta. Mm-hmm. Signing up for a beta to uh, test out the, they just want to stress test the servers. Yeah, and, considering um, it's multi, it's, right. I don't know if it's cross-platform, is it? It is. Okay. So, so yeah, and I, and I read in the article earlier, because you had mentioned to me earlier. So yeah, people, obviously in the past, it was only PlayStation could sign up, yeah. and now PlayStation and Xbox people can sign up. But they did mention on the, the article I read earlier that they're capping the Xbox signups at 50,000 people, but PlayStation's unlimited. So oh, interesting. But you have to sign up by February fifteenth. So for anyone who wants to get in on it, you got to get in. um, Yeah, before. And it's PS five and PS four, right? Right. Yeah. When you when you choose, there's like a two. There's like a drop down menu when you sign up. It'll say PlayStation or Xbox. If you choose PlayStation, it specifically asks you is it PS five or PS four. So interesting. But yeah, that's that'll be fine. And I think that's supposed to start on uh, the February twenty second. I think the twenty second. No, twenty second. You'll get the email. Twenty third. I think is when it starts. Right. Okay. Yeah. And I think it runs till March first or something. Right. So you try. But it's cool. You get to try out. I think pretty much they let you play, try out pretty much every mode because, like I said, they want to test everything. So you got like you know your your ranked like battle royale, the lot like a made up event, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's like much to do with like franchise or anything. I think it's more just about the online stuff. But that'd be cool. I yeah. hope I get the invite. That's why I wouldn't. Because like I said, yeah. they, they said they said it's uncapped for PlayStation as long as you sign up before the fifteenth. You should be good. But yeah. we'll see. Um. But yeah, that's cool. Uh. Other than that, I haven't really been playing anything else. Actually, that's not true. I. Uh, I don't really want to talk about it right now. I did beat that game the other day that Lucas and I have been playing together for about the last week and a half or so. Bug Snacks. Bug Snacks. Yeah, it was a PlayStation Plus title. Like a, It was the first PS5 uh, free title. Right, free title for PlayStation Plus. Yeah. And the first time I saw it, I'm like, okay, it looks kind of cute. Like, it's, you know, definitely like an indie title. It's a small studio that made it. Um, it's not a very long game, but it was cute. And actually, I think the voice acting and the writing were really well done. And it definitely, for being marketed or at least packaged sort of as looking like a kid's game, it does have some adult themes it deals with, mm-hmm. some interesting interesting ways that the, the story went. But uh, it kind of just ended. Like, it, I could tell I was getting near the ending. Well, I mean, because you get to a point in the game where you literally hit one you know like you know those things games will do where like you'll do a uh you'll do a quest or a mission and then it'll say by the way this is the point of return <laughs> like if you want to do anything else you got to wrap it up now right. you can't go back okay. oh so we're getting to the end of the game okay but uh yeah no, it was good like i said for i mean for a free title for sure it's, i think it's worth spending i don't know six to eight hours on maybe mm-hmm. um yeah it was cute um yeah other than that um 
Anything else you wanted to? I don't know if you want to. I know you did mention me earlier. We have an e- we had an email from someone. We last did. Week. We have. Do you want um, to do the email now? Or you want to do it at the end of the show? It's up to you. No, now is good. Sure, we can do it now. So yeah. last week we talked about uh, 2006 movies. My list of 2006 movies that I like. Well, I, both I of got us. to mention. Sorry, two. you got to mention a couple as well. Yes. <laughs> and okay. okay, I got called out by somebody for not mentioning High School Musical. So I'm sorry. I just figured Tyler was hit. The original. High School yeah. Musical? Okay. Uh, I love the original. I sing the songs all the time. And I know I've talked about it here before, and I figured it's Tyler's going to kill me if I mention High School Musical again on here. <laughs> so that's why I didn't. But I'm mentioning it now. So there you go. It's out there. But now we have an email. <laughs> okay. Do you want me to read it? Or? Yeah, you go right ahead. Let's see. From Daniel. <laughs> uh, hey, guys. Longtime listener. Love the pod. I really like most of the movies on this 2006 list. A couple I haven't seen that I now want to. The Fountain, Running Scared, and Once. All great recommendations. Yes. Um, if you're, if you're, if I'm going to recommend an order to watch those in, <laughs> I'd probably say running scared the fountain once just the, the way they kind of flow together, like in terms of different themes. And, uh, <laughs> I, I don't think you'd want to watch like once and then once it's so chill going to running scared, which is like yeah. complete opposite. But anyways, um, and then he, he's, uh, so Dan offers his list of 2006 movies that we didn't list. Okay. Um, the illusionist, which I have seen, that's a very good, and it's actually ironic that that came out the same year as the prestige because they're both magician movies yeah i definitely like the prestige better than the illusionist but they're very different movies and i do like the illusionist for what it is it, it, it's just i don't know for some reason it's something that i don't i don't it's not a movie i really want to revisit too often okay. but yeah if it's on tv or something I, i'd probably watch it because i haven't seen it too much that it's actually super fresh in my mind okay. like i can recite most lines on the prestige off the top of my head yes, you could. illusionist so i can remember the plot that's kind of it but yeah that was a good recommendation i like that um united 93 another good one although one that you know maybe depending on your frame of mind might be diff- tough to watch you I know mean, obviously it was it was very impactful at the time it came out because it was still pretty fresh in people's memories oh, about the 9-11 okay that yeah. makes yeah yeah but it's, it's it's from the perspective of being on the airplane one of the airplanes oh, that was hijacked okay and it's directed actually by paul greengrass who did uh the you would know him from the born films okay which or one? at least not not the first not born identity but he did he did born he did supremacy ultimatum okay and not Legacy, and then he did uh, Jason okay. Bourne. The so best, he's done the best ones. The, yeah, pretty much the best Bourne ones. But uh, that is a good film, United 93 for sure. I like that one. Uh, accepted. That's funny. <laughs> Dan says, this is a guilty pleasure movie because I met Justin Long in 2007 in Toronto, oh. and we talked about this movie. That was pretty cool. That's awesome. That is cool, yeah. Um, I mean, again, I've, I've seen Accepted. It's definitely one of those, like, you know, if I even remember correctly, it was like a college, it's a college movie, I think. I think it's about yeah. something that takes place at a college I've only seen it once or twice. Same. I don't remember a lot of the details, but I remember, I think Jonah Hill was in it. I remember correctly. <laughs> in one of his earlier roles. It was but his, yeah, that was his time. Yeah, that was, uh, that was, that was an interesting movie. That was cool. You got to meet Justin. That was cool, Dan. Uh, the Pursuit of Happiness. Obviously, that's another great, that's a good tearjerker. Um, you know which one that is, right? The Will Smith one, right? It's based on a true story. Oh, I've never seen it. Uh, the guy's, guy's name is it. something Gardner. I'm trying to remember the exact character's name. It's like the person's based on real life, something Gardner. But anyways, yeah, it's about like a guy who, tries to get a job at a like a, a good paying job at a company but he's sort of like i don't remember, I remember the exact details he's not like, i don't think he's not like uneducated he's just like um i don't know he's trying to take care of his son he will smith in the movie is, is with his son jaden smith they're acting together okay. and yeah again i've only seen that movie once or twice so i i remember some details but not the entire plot but that is definitely a, a good movie one of what by one of will smith's better roles that no one really ever talks about in terms of high profile hancock and men in black are number one and two no, not what Hank. That's a terrible <laughs> ranking. Hancock is your number one. Hancock's a good movie, but it's not number one for Will Smith. What's wrong with you? I can name 
ten movies of Will Smith sound better. Seven? Is seven one of those? No, that's Morgan Freeman. What, no, what am I thinking Seven. About? What's the one where he has seven, like, Oh, seven pounds you're thinking Yeah, seven of. pounds. Okay. That wasn't crazy. Seven, jeez. No, Will Smith is definitely like, okay, the Bad Boys movies, nah. Independence Day. Eh. Um, well, <laughs> Wild Wild West. <laughs> that was a funny oh, one. Oh, I like the song, <laughs> okay. not the movie. I mean, Men in Black for sure. Uh, at least the first one. Two and three yeah. were, eh. No, I agree. Um... What else is Will Smith on that? I'm definitely missing. I didn't, actually, I don't. I only ever saw the uh, the Muhammad Ali movie once. Okay, I'm getting off track here. Will Smith is good. <laughs> but, and one, Dan's got one more movie on the list here. It's definitely a good one, especially for a sports list. Uh, we are Marshall. I don't know what that That's, is. It's about called. college football. Okay. Um, Matthew McConaughey plays the head coach. I think it's based on a true story about, was it a plane crash or a buck, bus crash? Some kind of event happened where there was a tragedy and... Um, yeah, it's about the team kind of rallying around okay. the circumstances. That's definitely a good movie too. I've only seen that maybe once though. That movie, it's not something I usually see on TV Time a lot. Rewatch. Yeah, maybe. So good recommendations, Dan. I appreciate that. And uh, he also has a final note here. He says, "By the way, I'm with Sarah and enjoying the Da Vinci Code movie." Thank you very much. It was. A, it was. A, <laughs> he says it was a very hyped movie, and for what it was, not thinking about the books or where the story comes from, it is a very good movie. I'll agree. If you haven't read the book, the movie is good on its own. But reading the book ruins the movie, in my opinion. So <laughs> yeah. I definitely read the book before the movie, but I kind of took it as it was, and I still enjoyed it. All right. Awesome. Well, uh, topic tonight, like I said, this is going to be a very long podcast tonight, and the topic tonight is something that just kind of came to me today. I want to do something baseball-related, and, and I don't mean... excited about the well, season. Yeah, I don't mean video game baseball, either. I'm not talking about the MLB The Show here, um, but what got the thought in my head in the first place was thinking about a video I saw about MLB The Show, and I thought about a specific player who's still a current player, technically, because even though he's not on a roster right now, he's not retired or anything either. He's still fairly young. But it's a name that he was very popular when he came into the league, and his name still carries a lot of recognition too, but no one ever really talks about him anymore the way... Anyways, let's get to the point here. Um, the specific player that was in my head that, uh, for various reasons, why I've been thinking about him recently, uh, you've probably heard the name. Well, you know the name for sure. It's uh, Yasiel Puig. For sure. Okay. I know the name. Now, but when I say that to you, what does that name mean to you? Like, what do you remember? What stands out to you about Puig that makes a good it player. memorable? Well, <laughs> That's he, it. he was a good player. I don't know if he could say that anymore. I think he still has potential. Okay, my main point is he's 30 years old. Okay. So he's definitely still, and he's still in shape as far as I can pass him. Anyone's seen him. I think the last uh, recent article I read about him was that, uh, I think as of a week or two ago, there was... A few teams that were still maybe interested in signing him that showed interest at least. I think it was the Marlins, the Royals, and there was a third team. Like off the top of my head, I can't remember it. But um, apparently, all three teams passed on him though and said they're probably not going to send him a spring training invite. Or I don't think he would accept a minor league contract at this point, anyways. I think he wants a major league contract or, or nothing. So, but it's not like he's been out of the league forever. Like so, here's here's the basic. I got my notes here. Here's the plot summary. Yeah, here's the plot about Puig here. So I'm gonna try. I'm gonna go back to actually how it all began okay because the story of how Puig came in the league is very interesting and it's going to touch and once i finish talking about Puig here it's going to get into the other topic i want to talk about is cuban players in particular okay in this case so yasiel Puig, um he so he's cuban born obviously and played in cuba for the national team and uh um, lots of players do that as a way to try to get noticed by Mm -hmm. you know mlb and other leagues but so Puig apparently is funny. He he tried to defect to Mexico 13 times in order to become a legal resident to be eligible for Major League Baseball. Because oh. at the time, Major League Baseball, like, yeah, if Cuban, Cuban, the Cuban government basically wouldn't let right. players play in MLB. So they all had to defect. That wasn't that long ago, though. He's only 30. Yeah, no, for sure. Like he was trying to sneak out as a teenager, basically. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or, you know, 
because that's the thing, right? Most of these, like, for for outside of Cuba, like for the Dominicans and, and other Latin American countries and stuff, a lot of these players, they sign these contracts and they're like 16, 15, yeah. 16 years old. They sign these, like, future contracts sort of with teams. Isn't that what we did with Guerrero Jr.? Guerrero Jr., exactly. That's what Blue Jays did. But, um, so like, like I said, in case, we tried to defect like 13 times, various methods, tried to, you know, escape by boat, tried to escape, people to smuggle them in across the border, cars and stuff like that. But every time he would get caught or they would just turn them back over to the Cuban right. government, right? So... Um, so eventually, uh, I don't have, I didn't write down a ton of details on details. On this. It's just sort of like a bullet point, mm-hmm. um, thing here. But basically there was a guy in Florida. I don't remember his a guy who obviously had money, like a businessman or something, but he, he basically put up $250,000 of his own money to smuggle, uh, Puig out of Cuba by boat, bring him over to Miami. Wow. Right. And the, the reason why, the, why this guy did this, he obviously had an agreement with Puig or whoever was like running Puig's sort of, I don't know if it was like his Puig's parents or his, whoever was running his. Is his age is his unofficial agent or whatever, okay. but basically this guy had an agreement that if I smoke we got a Cuba for you, I get twenty percent of all his future earnings. Oh, that guy made now, some money. That sounds like it was a verbal thing because that definitely has not happened to this date. Oh. The guy Puig has paid this guy a little bit. I think to date this guy's uh, Puig has paid this guy a little over a couple million dollars, but okay. definitely not close to what twenty percent would have been because when Puig came over here, when he finally came over to America uh, and and he signed his first contract with the Dodgers in 2012, they signed him for seven years and 42 million. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so that guy definitely get 20 percent. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, and that was a big deal for Puig at the time. Um, but that's sure. how that's how hyped he was, right? He was a very very a very prominent um, Cuban prospect. Um, yeah, so they signed him in 2012. He didn't really start playing for the Dodgers till 2013 when he played his first like sort of okay. major role on the team. Um, so he played for the Dodgers from 2013 to 2018. Um, he was an all-star in 2014. That was definitely his best year there. Um, and, uh, and actually it's kind of crazy in, in, in his time there. So in those, was it, I guess it'd be six years, right? 13, 14, 15, 16, yeah. So in six years with the Dodgers, he played in 58 postseason games. Okay. Wow. And he, and he got to play in two world series. So that sounds awesome. Yeah. Pretty good run for him. And he, and he had some, some success in the postseason, some clutch home runs. Sometimes he had some bad series, but it's not like he was a total bust one way or another. Like he was good or he was okay, but um, anyways, eventually, I think uh, after 2018, the Dodgers decided, and I'm going to get to why they kind of dumped him in, in a minute, but basically the Dodgers said in 2018 said, eh, we've had enough with you. So they basically, they um, they traded him to the Reds. Um, I don't have the details here about which players were swapped, but they traded him to the Reds. Uh, which, where, so he played for the Reds in 2019. Okay. I think this was towards the end of 2018, so he sort of played for the Reds for most 2019. And then close to the deadline in 2019, Cincinnati traded him to Cleveland. So he played for the Reds oh, okay. and the Indians 2019. And after 2019, Indians didn't re-sign him. Um, and then obviously 2020 was, well, everybody knows what last yeah. season was. It was kind of a mess with COVID and everything. But he did a, he did have a contract agreement to, to sign with the Bra- the Atlanta Braves. Okay. We did. But then right when they saw, right when they signed him, of course, back then players all had to take COVID tests and physicals mm. and all that stuff. And basically, Puig tested positive for COVID, which avoided his contract with Atlanta. No. Well, yeah, because they, he had to sit out for however long. And Atlanta just said, you know what? The season's starting. Screw it. We're going to move on without you. Wow. So Puig, unfortunately, didn't get to play in 2020. And now, like I said, he's just sitting there waiting for someone to throw him a contract, I guess. So really, only because of COVID does he not have a contract? Well, again, I mean, Atlanta would have probably signed him a one-year deal last year. So he probably would have still been on the market right now anyways. But... If you got to play last year, maybe you could have bumped up his stock a bit. And because mm-hmm. here's here's basically the now I'm going back in the timeline here of what 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 sort of caused him to fall out of favor in, in Los Angeles with mm-hmm. the Dodgers, right? So, like I said, they signed him in 2012. He started playing for them in 2013, full time, kind of. Um, now in 2013, keeping in mind he's obviously still very young at this time, early 20s. But in 2013, he was arrested twice 
for oh. for reckless driving and speeding. Nothing drug related or alcohol or anything, but reckless driving and speeding. Young he guy probably had a probably nice had car. Nice car. Yep. Yeah. So a couple of times he got busted. Whatever. That's that's sort of like the start of maybe his disciplinary problems. Let's just say. Oh, but he's young, okay. so the team probably figured, eh, he'll be fine. I feel a snowball coming. 2014, he was great. Like I said, he was an all star. Um, teammates loved him. He was always a funny guy. He, there's lots of videos you can find on YouTube of him like joking around with guys in the clubhouse or the, the dugout, and he seemed like a good teammate. And, and definitely, like at that time, like in 2014, he was like an up and coming stud. Right. Like he was. I mean, he was built like a tank. Like nowadays, obviously, you think of guys like John Carlos Stanton, Aaron Judge, mm, even, even like Trout, who are just like massive looking guys, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but Puig was huge, like just big bulky guy, but still like athletic, right? Mm-hmm. Like he, he had a great, great outfielder, had a great arm. There's a couple of plays on, on YouTube where you can catch where he's just like gunning guys down from like right field all the way to third base. Like he's got a great arm. But um, anyway, so 2014 was great. Now 2015 is when the injury starts to kind of happen. Oh, okay. So in 20, and hamstring issues. He had okay. hamstring issues. So in 2015, he only played 79 games, which is just mm-hmm. under half the season, yeah. right? Um, 2016, he came back seemingly healthy. Hamstring issues came back again. Oh. Um, it wasn't as bad. He still got to play in 104 games that year, but okay. still not close to a full season. Maybe like 60% of the season he played, right? So um, I think he was starting to have some back issues around that time too, oh, but really? it was mostly it was his lower his legs that were giving him the issue with. And obviously he can't play the outfield with the leg issues and there's no DH in the National League at the oh, time. So right. he basically couldn't really do anything. Um, now in 2017... He was uh, suspended. This is when the suspension started too. In 2017, he was suspended one game by MLB for having for uh, an obscene gesture with a fan. Okay. And he was on. He was away in Cleveland, I think it was, and I, I'm not sure exactly what the gesture was, but obscene gesture. He got suspended one game. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 2018, uh, when he's still with the Dodgers at this time, he was suspended two games for a bench brawl with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh huh. Uh, which is funny now because in 2019 when he was playing for Cincinnati and this one this video can easily be found on YouTube <laughs> there was a huge brawl with the Pirates um, and he Puig was all suspended for three games again okay. and the ironic thing is that specific game when he's brawling with the Pirates and then he gets suspended three games that same game he was actually traded mid game oh my gosh and he, and he didn't even re- like he didn't realize it obviously and no one told like no one pulled him out of the game it was just like you can uh, you can find it on YouTube like the, the, they showed the trade at the bottom where he was traded to Cleveland. And uh, and it basically said, um, yeah, it said like, uh, yeah, oh, it's part of a three team trade or something. And uh, but he he wasn't uh, but he wasn't taken out of the game. So he ended up fighting that game with the Pittsburgh Pirates. And then after the game, it's like, OK, get out of here, go serve your suspension and go play for Cleveland. That doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> like if you are on the block, like they take you out of that game. Usually. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so that's that's sort of the story of Puig up to this or to the state. So um yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Like he, um, it's not to say he can't still turn around. Obviously, I mean he's at that age, and he's. I think he still has enough talent. It's not, I'm not like it's not like you know. As far as I know, I don't think he like gained forty pounds all of a sudden, and he's like turning into Pablo Sandoval or anything. Aww. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'd like to see him come back. I'd like to see. I think some team should take a chance on him. Maybe, like give him a one year. I don't even know what his market value would be anymore. Four or five million, maybe, and. Uh, yeah, see what can happen. I, I don't think he's that much of a like clubhouse distraction or cancer. Like, yeah, he's got some anger issues, I guess, with his mm-hmm. fighting all the time. But, um, yeah, I don't know. That's just my take on. And like I said, I kind of want to segue from that into what I found interesting reading up about Puig earlier was the whole like how the Cuban relationship works. Um, so basically, let me break another article here for a second. In 2018. Actually, I think it was December 2018. MLB and the Players Association announced an agreement with the Cuban Federation which was similar to those for players 
under contract in Japan, South Korea, and Taiwan. So for those, for these, the Asian countries, MLB has always had an agreement that your players can come play for us and the club who signs them. So let's say the Yankees signs someone from Korea, for example, they have to pay a fee to the club oh, from Korea. From. Yeah, okay. exactly. Like a, How many Taiwanese players have come over? Uh, off the top of my head, uh, I'm sure there's been a dozen or so, but I don't. I, I can tell you prominently. Okay. Uh, some names might stand out to me, but I don't want to. Cl- I don't want to state that they are Taiwanese and be wrong. So I'll just say okay. I think that I think I know a few Taiwanese players, but it's not a huge. It's, the bigger numbers are definitely the Koreans and the Japanese. Yeah, that, for come sure. Over. Um, so, anyways, uh, yeah. So in 2018, MLB had this agreement. So everybody's like, "This is great," because now the Cuban players don't have to um, try and get smuggled out anymore. They don't have to um, defect to go play, and yeah. you know, they can. Now, here's a problem, unfortunately, right? Even though it was put in force in 2018, the process for that had started much sooner. Obama, Barack Obama is actually the one who sort of set up that policy okay. to have the to try and improve relations between the U.S. and Cuba. Now, obviously, oh, no. enter Donald Trump. Yeah. So in 2019, um, the Trump administration scuttled that agreement with oh. the Cuban Federation, and they argued that it violates United States trade law. Uh, so basically they were saying that payments to the Cuban Baseball Federation are not authorized because a payment to the Cuban Baseball Federation is the same as a payment to the Cuban government. So Trump was like, nope, cut it off. So players can't have that agreement anymore <laughs> with Cuba. Okay, so now we're so asking I again. bring it up now because obviously it's interesting now that Trump's out of the picture. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be on, like, on top of Biden's list. He's yeah, got more no, important yeah. things to deal with right now. But I'm curious in the next coming years if Biden, if that comes up again and Biden says, sure, we'll revisit that with Cuba. But... Because I, I mean, know, there's the MLB is lacking money right now, though, too. So it's it wouldn't happen for a while, I would assume, because they're hurting from. I mean, fans, I mean, well, yeah, but at the same time, though, teams are still signing guys from the Dominican and, and other Latin American countries all the time. Guess, like, that's yeah. not stopping, or or Asian countries for that matter. But it's interesting because, like, again, prior to, I'm not sure how many players were actually actually came over during this brief time period where yeah. this agreement was in place, and then when Trump kind of nixed it, but. Uh, there's a lot. There's a list of like I was trying to think. Of like I thought of like ten names off the top of my head earlier, and I looked them up to make sure they were Cuban because you know it's easy to make the confusion between Cuban and Dominican players yeah, sometimes. Sure. But so some specific names that stand out for Cuban players that are still in the league or were recently in the league that came over or defected before. You know, you have guys like Yuanis uh, Cespedes, mm-hmm. who's unfortunately not playing anymore, but as of a few years ago, he was a pretty prominent player. Aroldis uh, Chapman, who's mm-hmm. still in the league. Um, you have uh, oh, Jose Abreu who's one of the more popular recent because he's still fairly I think Abreu is like 31 or 32 he plays for the White Sox and he's he's, he's been in the league for uh, about 6 or 7 years now I think but he was a prom- he's a prominent player um, you have guys from the past you know you have like Levon Hernandez he was a pitcher um, Kendrys Morales remember him yeah, Morales yeah. for sure uh, yeah like there's tons I thought Bautista was Cuban I think he's Dominican okay. yeah pretty sure he's Dominican but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's interesting. Like, uh, like obviously, Cuba is there's so much talent there, mm-hmm. and you know, it's a shame that these players won't have those legitimate opportunities right now to come over. And they have to go back to the, the whole defecting. Oh, another another popular. Sorry, um, I thought of another Cuban one who unfortunately, I mean, this player passed away some years ago. It actually, feels feels like so oh. long ago. You know what I'm talking about? The uh, he was the pitcher for the Miami Marlins, yeah. uh, Jose Fernandez. Yes, I think he died at 24. He was so young, super young. It was a boating accident. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. And it was a shame because I think he, uh, yeah, he could have been like if he was still alive at this point. I think he'd be like thirty right now. But yeah, he was really young, obviously. And like I said, at the time, he was like an up and coming kind of like Cy Young yes. candidate. Like he was a really good pitcher. And nowadays, I believe he probably would have been in his prime. Yeah, probably wouldn't still be playing for the Marlins because they would have traded him by now. But <laughs> to a high profile yeah. team. But uh, yeah, it's a shame. But he's definitely one of the better Cuban players in recent memory that unfortunately it didn't pan out. But yeah. um, yeah. 
Oh, and one other thing I want to point out too, sorry, I, I should have mentioned earlier, but I kind of segued away from it, but I find mm-hmm. this very interesting. Um, you know, obviously, who I think the best player in MLB is right now, and who most people should say the best player in MLB is right now. Is it not Trout? It's Trout, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the guy is, you look at his stats, and it's like, okay, so he's, you got to factor in, he's already been playing in the league since, I think, was it 20. 2012 or 2013, how long he's been in the league for? I can't remember the exact year. I should have wrote it down, but he's 29 years old now. Mm-hmm. Been in the league for at least, I think, at least seven or eight years now. And, um, you know, he's won three MVP awards already. Mm-hmm. He, he, was, he was rookie of the year, his first full year in the league. He won three MVPs since then. He's always been in the top five MVP discussion, like, every year. Mm-hmm. Very rarely been hurt. Like, never had serious injuries, some nagging things where he missed a few games a year type thing, but nothing huge. Um, but the biggest tragedy, obviously, is the fact that He's stuck in LA. He's stuck with the Angels, <laughs> with a team that can never seem to get their roster together. Here's a here's a de- depressing stat. I read those stats to you about Puig earlier, right? Yeah. Uh, he's been in the league roughly the same amount of time as Trout. They're almost the same age. Puig's played in 58 postseason games in two World Series. Mike Trout has played in a grand total of three playoff games <laughs> in one series. He played three games in 2014, and that's it. Yeah. His entire playoff history to date. And but- I think it's because he just loves the area because he just signed, not, what, I'm 10 not, more years with them? Yeah, he's there for life now, unless yeah. they trade him, which probably never happened. But I, my point, no, I'm not blaming Trevor for being no. there. He obviously likes it there. I'm just saying it's it's, it's going it's to be it's gonna be the biggest tragedy <laughs> in, in, in recent MLB history if this guy never gets to a World Series, let alone wins one. They're like, try- well, they signed... I'm talking about Otani. Yeah. Well, he's not primarily a pitcher. Yeah, he's a pitcher hybrid. He's two-way player but you're right he's i think they want to focus on him more as a hitter than a pitcher because they're worried, they're worried his arm is going to blow out but they have, they have pools still that's true yeah um i don't know the angels always seem like one of, but my here's the problem with the angels though even if they can improve their roster i think the angels are always in a tough spot because they play in a division with oakland and houston mm-hmm. two teams that are always going to be good mm-hmm. and angels pretty much i think have to have, pretty much just look at like a wild card every year as their main chance of getting in because they're not the type of team that's going to have a hundred win season. Yeah, I mean they've had a lot of high profile players over the years playing with Trout. They've never, they've never, they've never had good pitching. Uh, like I, here and there, like they had. Funniest thing I think I, I and Dan will know this reference, uh, but I mentioned him I think a week or two ago. I was looking up on the Angels, and I think the best pitcher, best throwing pitcher they've had in the last like. 15 years or so was Bartolo Colon played for them in 2005 and he had he had a Cy Young season um, but other than that they've had some other notable pitchers uh, John Lackey uh, a couple other like I guess number two type pitchers they've never had a true ace there really right. I know they're probably hoping Otani was going to be that guy but I don't know if that's ever going to pan out the way they expected Mm-mm. Otani can still be a really productive player obviously I just don't know if he'll ever be that ace for them on the mound, but he was worth a chance though oh for sure like the contract was worth worth a try and mm-hmm. he, like I said he's still young and hopefully has a full healthy season under him but yeah didn't he just have tommy john yeah it was uh, a year and year and a bit ago i don't think he yeah. pitched last year no he definitely he was able to hit a bit i think last year but he couldn't pitch yeah anyways get off topic i guess but yeah the mike trout thing is just i don't know it's, it's crazy to me that you know i don't think i don't i don't see him declining anytime soon he could still be obviously pretty much the same type of player he is now for probably at least another four or five years hopefully still playing good outfield but then obviously at some point you know time's going to catch up to him and he may have to move from center field to left field or play some dh i don't know i'm not saying he's going to like age in a holes overnight or anything but i like your demotion it might move well, from no, center but, field to left field dun, dun. that is a big demotion anybody who knows if you're it's, it, you have to be fast to play center field if your legs start going on you you're gonna get stuck in left field because you can still have a good arm but if you can't chase down the balls in center field you're not going to play center anymore 
you know? Oh, boy. Uh, I know who you need to dedicate a whole episode to. Who's that? You can't guess. Oh, a baseball player? Yeah. Uh, is it a current player? No. It's not Barry Bonds, is it? No. Oh. Uh, Who's the best player ever to grace a Toronto Blue Jays jersey? <laughs> oh, you're being sarcastic. Okay. <laughs> uh, for a second, I was going to say Josh Johnson, but no, you're, you're talking about freaking Kawasaki. I'm not doing a podcast on Munonori Kawasaki, okay? He was a fun player. When he was in Toronto, he I was. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to call him a gimmick, but let's just be. Let's but let's be real. Don't be let's rude be real. To no, he, he was a he was a great teammate. Played decent defense, I think. But let's be honest. Like bat wise, he wasn't giving them anything. I will never. <laughs> I am very angry still mm. at the Blue Jays because I went to two games <laughs> that year and I did not see him. My sister goes to a game, sees him. Very jealous of her. It's true. You didn't get to see him in person. That's I never got. I want that. Yeah. I want that Canada Day Kawasaki jersey. <laughs> I keep looking for it. He's the best, and he needs his own episode <laughs> just of his quotes. <laughs> I will. I will throw him into an episode one day, but I'm not gonna do a whole episode around him. Fine. Okay. If you do a Japanese, I could not. Episode, I could not stretch out 30 minutes of content for Munoru Kawasaki. If you no. put his quotes in there, well, yeah, I can't. Like, I'm play. Sure. I gotta play the copyrighted. Uh, no, you just do it yourself. It'll be fun. Oh, just quote it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> so. Give me a good besides Kawasaki. Give me an actual Jays player that you liked. Jays player in the last. You know who I liked? Smoke. No, I never liked. You like Smoke? No, I never liked Smoke. What? What's wrong with Smoke? I just didn't like him as a person. No, not as a person. I mean, as a player. Are we going as a player player or as a person? Either. But what was wrong as a player? I I told you that one year he'd be a flash in the pan, and I was right. He had his ups and downs, but he was was right. All right, all right. My two other players that I would have chosen. For both good play and good personality, mm. would be one Russell Martin, and two Mark Burley. Yeah, Burley obviously was a great clubhouse presence, and he had a he had some decent years pitching there. Martin's uh, play really fell off near the end of his time it there. Did. But at the beginning, but he's still a good clubhouse presence, I think. Well, for sure, yeah, good catcher. But man, I would have said like um, Josh Donaldson. Well, obviously Donaldson, but I'm just saying like. Like obviously, Ed- Edwin was great when he was there. Edwin was yeah, no, pretty consistent. Okay. And uh, um, I was thinking of another picture. Oh, I was gonna say. Well, I mean, I know he wasn't what the Jays expected, but I did actually enjoy. He had his ups and downs, but I, I enjoyed R. A. Dickey. R. A. Dickey was, Dickey an, inter- was an, an, an interesting player. I do enjoy Dickey. Although sure. it, the gimmick was weird, having to have his own catcher. Anyways, I uh, hope everybody enjoyed enjoyed the show tonight. Uh, thanks for listening. Obviously, like I said, be free. You want to throw the email real quick or? When opposites react at gmail.com. Send us an email if you uh, have any thoughts about tonight. I guess you want to mention any Cuban players I might have missed or talk about any other. Tell me, maybe tell us an email who your favorite Jays player of the last 10 years was. Let's put it that way. Only one right answer. (sighs) No, there isn't. (laughs) If there was a poll and you had Kawasaki on the poll, no one but you would choose it. I disagree. Okay. Anyways, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Stay safe, and we'll be back in time next week. Bye.